From the heart of our nation's capital, here's Family Research Council President Tony Perkins. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome to Washington Watch. Coming up. And what I'm doing is enabling all qualified Americans to serve their country in uniform and uh, essentially uh, restoring the situation that existed before with transgender personnel as qualified in every other way can serve their government in the United States military. That was President Joe Biden earlier today with another of his executive orders, this one tossing the evidence-based policy of the Trump administration and replacing it with a policy that will transgender the military, just like his administration wants to do to public schools. We'll talk about it later with FRC Senior Fellow for Policy Studies, Peter Sprague. Also today, House Speaker Nancy Pelosi was supposed to transmit articles of impeachment for Donald Trump to the U.S. Senate. That has not yet happened. How will Republicans respond? We'll talk about it with Wyoming Senator Cynthia Lummis a little bit later here. Also, I'll get her take on President Biden's executive order suspending oil and gas leasing and drilling permits for 60 days. How will these actions, along with the canceling of the Keystone Pipeline, impact you at the pump? We'll talk about it. And he's not losing any sleep over the cancel culture's attack on him. My Pillow CEO Mike Lindell says the retailers that are dropping My Pillow are scared of the left's cancel culture that threaten retailers unless they surrender and do the left's bidding. Well, Mike Lindell is with us later. A lot of folks are asking, what can we do? We need to make sure that our vote counts. What can we do? Well, Dr. Mark Harris, who heads up FRC's Community Impact Program here at FRC, is with us with some very practical and important steps as we move into state legislative seasons. While Joe Biden may be falling short in achieving his inaugural theme of uniting the nation, according to the former chairman of the Republican Party, Reince Priebus, President Biden's far-reaching executive orders are unifying Republicans. What Biden did was make it instantly easier to draw the lines and have everyone get in their corners and make the Republican versus Mm. Democrat dynamic live on. Despite the divide, there are some policy areas where common ground can still be found. We'll talk about it with Dr. George Barna here later on Washington Watch. The website, TonyPerkins.com. And to stay connected, despite what the social media platforms might do, text the word STAND to 67742. That's 67742 to stay in touch with Washington Watch. All right, the laundry laundry list of Joe Biden executive orders continues to grow by the day. The United States is rejoining the the Paris Climate Accord. I can't even say it. It's so bad. Shutting down the Keystone Pipeline, placing a freeze on oil production in states like Wyoming and New Mexico, which is certain to impact you at the pumps. Reversing the fact-based policy of the Trump administration on transgenderism in the military with an order today that treats the military as it were like under the Obama administration, simply a petri dish of social experimentation. Now, this doesn't even get into his nominations. And also, as I mentioned today, House Speaker Nancy Pelosi was to have delivered articles of impeachment for Donald Trump. So much for unity. Joining me now to talk about all of this and more, Senator Cynthia of Wyoming. Senator, welcome to the program. Well, thank you so much. It's a pleasure to be with you, Tony. So uh, let me start with the issue of the one of the executive orders, Senator Lummis, on the freeze of uh, leasing lands, oil production in a state like Wyoming that is uh, heavily impacted by such a decision. Well, absolutely. This executive order applies to states with large amounts of federal land, and I think it also applies on the outer continental shelf for offshore oil and gas production. Uh, Wyoming's a very large state with a very small population, in fact, the smallest in the country. Uh, About half of our land is federal land, Um, and a lot of our tax revenue uh, comes from oil and gas on federal and non-federal land. Uh, So if you take half of that land off the table uh, for oil and gas exploration and production, uh, the hit to fund Wyoming's schools and infrastructure is profound. Uh, 
now, President Biden, as you have pointed out, stood before America promising to unify the nation. And yet on day one, he took divisive actions to devastate Wyoming's economy. And it just strikes at the heart of Wyoming jobs and families and communities, as well as other states with large amounts of federal land. Uh, it may appease the radical left, but it is born disproportionately on my state of Wyoming and on states like us. Well, Senator Lummis, I know obviously you're elected to represent the people of Wyoming, but these are policies that will transcend the borders of Wyoming. As you mentioned, offshore oil is affected by this. Um, But the consumer is going to pay a price for this. I mean, we have been uh, experiencing a, a unique situation in America under the under the Trump administration, where we actually became an oil exporter, that actually drove down oil prices, and at the pump, consumers paid less. That's going to change under policies like this. Under policies like this, if they're allowed to be carried on, um, it will raise gasoline prices. It will raise energy prices, the cost to heat your home, to cool your home in the summer. um, All will be impacted. Uh, Our ability to export oil and gas will be impacted. Um, The Keystone Pipeline uh, is going to be huge loss of jobs. Uh, as well as uh, an important relationship between uh, our neighbor in Canada and ourselves. So we're um, impacting uh, consumers, uh, jobs, revenues, uh, and all uh, to what end, Tony? Uh, What we need to do is innovate our way uh, out of this climate issue, uh, not regulate our way out of the climate issue. And uh, that's something that people from um, energy states all over the country, including West Virginia, uh, care about. Um, So I want to work with my fellow senators and the White House to innovate our way out of this. We can now capture carbon right out of air. It's being experimented with in the Permian Basin in uh, Texas, even as we speak, capturing carbon literally right out of the air. Why in the world uh, would we uh, punish uh, the very companies that are innovating this extraordinary technology uh, in this way? Senator, it appears that these executive orders that the Biden administration have executed thus far are not based upon science, based upon evidence, but more a political payback to uh, his radical left base. Well, and it was a radical left base that was very much nurtured when he was vice president of the United States, and they are picking up literally where they left off. They're trying to reverse as many of the pro-business, pro-family Um, executive orders that the Trump administration adopted as quickly as they can and getting ready for the second uh, administration of uh, Obama Biden uh, for so it's term number three for the policies that we saw during that era and Tony you know what happened during those eight years Uh, We saw legislation that created Obamacare, cash for clunkers, that drove our debt up dramatically. Uh, And uh, the list goes on. And and it was all done in the name of a nod to leftist policies uh, and not science-based. Science has never settled, Tony. And one of the great things that uh, Americans do is innovate in areas where uh, a problem is identified and needs a solution. This is one of those areas. Climate science will benefit by oil and gas development, not be hampered by it, because those are the people that are investing the dollars to get the carbon out of the air. Honestly, this is the height of um, finding a, uh, a solution uh, and, and then ignoring it. Right. Ignoring uh, it as if as if we were incapable of further innovating. Yes. Um, and I don't want to beat a dead horse here or a, a dead cow, according to the Green New Deal. But I, I 
I, I think it's important to point out that these policies that are attacking the oil and gas industry, the coal industry, as you pointed out, in, in West Virginia, ultimately the people that are disproportionately hurt by this are the those in the lower economic classes because they have to pay uh, a, a higher percentage because of the energy costs, whether it's to heat their homes, uh, whether it's to put gas in their car and take their kids to school or go to the grocery store, or go to work. I mean, this is hurting the very people that the Democratic Party says they want to help. Exactly right. When it costs more to fuel the tractors that produce the food, the food gets more expensive. Uh, if it costs more produce the energy or it's less abundant, the heat and the cooling is more expensive. And as you pointed out, it impacts uh, lower income people to a much greater degree than high income people. Mm -hmm. Um, So this is so detrimental to jobs and good paying jobs that uh, help raise people uh, out of poverty, and then at the same time, on the consumer end, uh, smacks them again. Um, so it uh, it has that full effect on people who are low income right. uh, producers. I know a lot of people in Wyoming who are working in the oil and gas fields for good wages in Wyoming, and now they've gone to Texas where they're producing oil and gas on private land. Uh, and uh, so we lost uh, wonderful Wyoming citizens who were uh, whose spouses were teachers or nurses or uh, were um, involved in their local civic organizations. It has had a real impact on Wyoming, and it will continue to if the Biden administration has its way. Uh, very quickly, so- Senator Lamas, let's talk about the impact this has had on the United States Senate, in particular Republicans who were listening to the inaugural address last week about unity, you know, rethinking how they could work with this administration. What are these actions that are being taken by President Biden communicating to the Senate? Well, exactly. He stood before America and promised to unify the nation, and yet on day one he took divisive action. Uh, to devastate us. You pointed out a couple of them suggesting uh, that uh, transgender military policies uh, need to be changed. Uh, once again, we'll be in a situation uh, where taxpayer dollars will go to fund uh, the trans uh, uh, gendering uh, of people who requested in the military. Our military's focus should be on national defense and national security, not on social experimentation. Uh, and when you add that to the other uh, matters that uh, on immigration, on um, oil and gas production, uh, if all of these policies uh, do not bode well for unity. Absolutely, without question. Senator Cynthia Lamas, thanks so much for joining us today. Great to talk with you, and I look forward to talking to you again real soon. My pleasure, Tony. Take care. All right. Senator Lummis of uh, Wyoming. Uh, coming up next, he says he's not losing any sleep over the cancel culture's attack on him. My Pillow CEO Mike Lindell is here next. Don't go away. Hey, Hannah. What's going on? Why so gloomy? Well, I'm a little disappointed. I had a lot planned to do during the stay-at-home time, and I just didn't do it. Oh, yeah? What did you have planned that you didn't get to do? Well, I was actually hoping I would finally be able to get time to do a regular Bible reading routine, and I started a couple of times. I just didn't stick with it. Don't be too down on yourself. Starting a new routine can be hard, but one way to help is to join in with others and to have a good game plan. I think I have a good solution for you. Oh, yeah? Tony Perkins and FRC are doing a two-year study in the Word. They have it all mapped out. When did they start? I I would be so far behind. Oh, that's not a problem. You can literally jump in any time. There's a daily reading just a couple of chapters a day with questions to help you think about what you're reading. Nice. Where can I find this? Go to frc.org slash Bible and you can get started. Where's that again? 
frc.org slash Bible. Got it. Checking it out now. In a recent poll, it was revealed that only 6% of Americans hold a biblical worldview. This research also indicated that Christianity's teachings on abortion, marriage, and homosexuality are not only misunderstood, but seen as dangerous and subversive. In response to this trend, Family Research Council has released a new set of resources in our Biblical Worldview series. In addition to our full publications, which cover the topics of Christian political engagement, abortion, religious liberty, and human sexuality, FRC now offers helpful summaries of each publication in this series, as well as accompanying prayer guides to help you and your family pray through these important issues. And finally, our popular biblical principles for political engagement is now available in Spanish. All these resources are free and available at frc.org worldview. Again, that's frc.org worldview. Masculinity in America has never been under attack the way it is today. We've reached the point where the term itself is considered toxic or offensive to many. The consistent message in our nation is that masculinity by nature is bad and is the root cause of many of the problems plaguing our society. From his experience as a military combat officer and ordained minister of the gospel, Lieutenant General William Boykin has seen and dealt with firsthand the breakdown of leadership in our nation by the lack of godly men living lives of biblical purpose. In his latest book, Man to Man, Rediscovering Masculinity in a Challenging World, he addresses the essential elements of manhood as a provider, an instructor, a defender, a battle buddy, and a chaplain, and explains how to personally develop these traits and pass them to the next generation. Get your copy today of Man to Man, wherever books are sold. Welcome back to Washington Watch. I'm Tony Perkins, your host. The website, TonyPerkins.com, to stay connected with Washington Watch. Text the word STAND to 67742. That's 67742. So that you know what's going on here in our nation's capital. Also, be sure and download the Stand Firm app. Share that with your friends. It is a trusted source of news. Uh, keeping you informed of what's happening here, and it will also allow your friends who may not have one of our 800 stations near them to be able to listen online through the app. That's the Stand Firm app. All right, no one, no one, I emphasize no one, is safe from the cancel culture. Members of Congress who represented their constituents performing their constitutional duty and challenging the questionable election results are being targeted by corporate America who uh, many of these CEOs are running scared from left-wing activists with megaphones. But it's not just politicians and conservative nonprofits that are being targeted. The cancel culture now wants to sack my pillow. Multiple big stops, big box stores are ending business ties with my pillow saying the product doesn't sell. Really? I don't believe it. Joining me now to talk about these developments is my fellow CEO, Mike Lindell. Mike, welcome back to the program. Thanks for having me back. So, so Mike, you said that uh, in response to a number of these uh, com- big box stores that are dropping my pillow, you said, for instance, I think Bed Bath and Beyond, uh, you said they're scared. They're they're running scared. Right. What's what's going on? Right. Well, let's first get the list. Bed Bath & Beyond, Kohl's, H-E-B, uh, Wayfair, the Canadian Shopping Channel, and the list goes on and on. But um, but here's what happened. So when I, you know, I went all in. I, we've got all the evidence now for these Dominion machines, and I'm going to get the word out, and I'm not backing down. Well, as soon as I went out very public about that, these, it was all within days, Every within a couple of days, all of these box stores got attacked by bots and trolls. They're hired hit jobs by the left to cancel culture. They want to, they're like, uh, give example, Sleeping Giant uh, is on Twitter. Um, and these uh, Daily Mail, which just attacked me from uh, over, over in England, I mean, they're based over there. And uh, they put they put out these fake people, they're, they sit in a war room and they, 
and they sit there and type up type up stuff. Uh, you know, um, you know, I'm not buying product at your Bed Bath and Beyond if you don't if you don't um, if you have my pillow. So they get attacked, and these guys all live in fear. Everyone lives in yeah. fear. That's how cancel culture yeah. works. And yeah, they attack absolutely. them. And I talked to some of these. I talked to some of these CEOs. I had one CEO of a company in, in South Carolina. He has about ten stores. I got him on the phone. I said, "Those aren't real people. Those aren't your customers." And he looked. I said, "Look at your social media. Go down there. They got two friends. That's a bot or a troll. They're paid by these guys that sit in a room and they're paid. They're hit jobs. They're like it should be illegal. You got Twitter." Letting this stuff go on on Twitter, but yet you're you're banning all the things like my own Twitter. Um, it wasn't even me controlling it. They took it down, but they left it up, and somebody else was running it. So people thought it was me. This is the stuff. I'm under the biggest attack. But these stores that succumb to this, um, they're the ones that end up losing because their real customers are very upset that they're doing this and. Um, I'm hearing it all over the country that they're, you know, cutting up credit cards and stuff. And I said, you know, these businessmen or these CEOs just made decisions out of fear. And yeah. and uh, this time we ha- we can't back into this this time. We can't let this happen and have us canceled out. And uh, and I'm not going to, you know, I'm not backing you're, down. They asked me. You're absolutely. Day, Mike, will you back? You're, yeah. you're absolutely right, because what happens is that it is all driven by fear. I I had spoken uh, a while back uh, with a former CEO of Walmart who said the same thing about a number of his uh, CEO friends, that they're just afraid. And so they make these decisions not based upon fact, but upon fear. And politicians the same way. So I'm grateful, uh, Mike, that you're standing up to this and, and not backing down and not apologizing for speaking Truth, and I, I guarantee you that Washington Watch listeners would uh, w- would still love to have my pillow. So where where can they find <laughs> it? If they can't buy it at Bed Bath and Beyond, where can they order it? Where can they get it? Well, we have a yeah. Well, thank you. You know, we have 110 products now, and including my book, uh, you can get it for 9.97 with uh, with the promo code. Use promo code Hope Free, Hope, and then the number three. And you can save up to 66% of all my products at MyPillow.com. All my employees thank each and every one of you. I have 2,500 employees. They all, we have their careers. We're like a big family. And they know we've been down this before, like last spring when I spoke out at the Rose Garden to bring God back into our schools and read our Bibles. Right. I was attacked then, too. And uh, and I was attacked on when I when this guy brought me here, MyOleander.com. I mean, we've been down this road before, and... And, uh, you know, I guess it's uh, it's good that we went through that before so we know it's not real. People come out and support, and the losers end up being the box stores that, that, that thought that they were their customers because they're losing out on the sales where the other stores that stuck with it. They make the money, and, they you know, they get the customers. And, they um, you know, a good example is Costco. They didn't uh, – Costco said, you know, we're going to stick with my pillow and uh, with our contract. And uh, boy, they're busier than ever. With uh, you know, I just talked to some of the roadshow people, and and uh, so people, they've got to look at it this time. You got to look at what's real and what's not. And I'm standing up right. for every business that they think they get boycotted. Well, Mike, also your story is one of uh, of God's redemptive power, and you know that everything that has happened in your life that has been good is from Him. And so, when you trust Him with that, you don't have to worry about what man can do to you. Amen. And that's exactly right. And people have been calling me all over the country, you know, and I'm saying, do we, is there hope? I said, absolutely. God's got his hand in all this. I put a hundred percent of my faith in the Lord and, um, you know, and then it's easy. It's easy to, to stand up for what you believe in because it's, uh, this is what God's got me doing. It is. And you can sleep well at night because you have my pillow. So, uh, Amen. and, 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 uh, and I'll encourage people to go to my pillow and, and uh, mypillow.com and uh, tell them Tony sent you get a, get, get a pillow from, yep. uh, from Mike Lindell. Mike, thanks so much for joining us. Thanks, Tony. God bless. Thank you. Take care. Mike Lindell. Hey, folks, look, when these business leaders like this are attacked, you know, I, mean, I don't know if you need an extra pillow or you just want to get a new pillow, go buy one, buy my pillow. But this is what we've got to do with business owners that are willing to stand up. They're such wimps, so many spineless people out there. When you finally find one that's going to stand up, a pastor, a business leader, a politician, man, when they get hit, stand with them. 
All right, don't go away. More Washington Watch to come. The history of religious persecution in China is extensive, and many are not aware of the current oppression of religious groups taking place there. China restricts religious practice and oppresses religious minorities on a sweeping scale. This religious persecution targets those of every faith. Christians, Muslims, Tibetan Buddhists, and Falun Gong practitioners are all victims of the Chinese Communist Party's efforts to suppress any set beliefs that might compete with the party's ideology. This campaign against religion has had and continues to have devastating consequences for those who simply wish to live according to their conscience. Family Research Council's recently updated publication addresses China's consistent abuses of human rights and explains why they cannot be treated like any other country. Learn more about this issue by visiting frc.org slash China. Oh, man. What's wrong? I just missed Washington Watch with Tony Perkins, and our congressman was going to be on the show today. Oh, that's not a big deal. What do you mean? Well, you can always catch the replay of the day's show. How's that? With the Stand Firm app. Yeah? Yep, you can catch that day's program and so much more. You can contact your elected officials on campaigns and policies that are important to you with the Take Action tab. You can listen to Washington Watch with Tony Perkins live and play previous episodes while conveniently going about your day. You can access the Washington Update, informative blogs, tweets, and critical campaigns on the main feed, so you can stay up to date on local and national news. Wow, I definitely use that. How do you find the app? Just visit frc.org slash app and download, or search Stand Firm in the App Store. Okay, that's Stand Firm. Yep, Stand Firm. How do you know all this? Because I'm a SageCon, but that's another story. Huh? This is Washington Watch. I'm Tony Perkins, your host. So good to have you with us. Check out the website, TonyPerkins.com. Lots of resources there for you, as well as as well as well archived programs of Washington Watch. If you miss anything on your way home, you can catch it all there later. Also, to stay connected with us, text the word STAND to 67742. That's 67742. You know, in this cancel culture where they're pulling plugs, now I'm very confident on the Christian radio, we're going to be here. Uh, but in other sources, if you're getting information from us via Facebook or t- Twitter, uh, go to TonyPerkins.com, sign up for my update, or text the word STAND to 67742. All right. Um, you know, a lot of folks are saying, what can we do? I mean, look, a lot of folks disappointed, discouraged, disheartened because of what Mike Lindell was just talking about, questions about the election, irregularities. Will my vote really count? Hey, don't throw in the towel. Roll up your sleeves. Here to talk about that, Dr. Mark Harris. He heads up the FRC Community Impact Program. Dr. Harris, welcome back to the program. Well, thank you. It's great to be with you this evening, Tony. Let's talk a little bit, uh, Mark, how people can roll up their sleeves and make a difference and not, not give up hope. Well, I think you're spot on. This, this is the very time that uh, we have to really organize in order to be mobilized to make the difference. You know, oftentimes we come within six weeks or even six months of an election, and then we decide we're all going to get engaged and get involved. And right. by then, right. it's almost too late. Right. This is the perfect time for somebody that uh, say, hey, it's time for me to make plans now to step up and, and get a community impact team going in your church. It's time to pull some friends together and say, hey, what can we do? And uh, we've got the resources available for them. Simply, if they'll go to the website that we've got, communityimpact.frc.org, they can go there and find training videos. They can find other resources just to help get started. And um, it's incredible what they can do during this time to get ready for the next battle. I'm going to go back to that point where... This, that has been the history where, oh, and we got an election coming up. we we got to do right. something. Yep. This is about 
this is about a way of life. Yes. I mean, as believers, especially in this increasingly hostile, anti-biblical culture that is constantly pushing out stuff that, well, I mean, it, it, it is causing the culture to deteriorate. It is morally uh, taking us down a, uh, a, a, into the abyss. Exactly. We have to be constantly vigilant and present all the time. It's not, no longer did, did the Minutemen model work where we run to the battle and we go back to what we're doing. This has to be a part of who we are. That's right. And if we're organized and we're constantly focused on those things that we do with community impact teams, such as being informed and keeping our folks informed and keeping them equipped and keeping them alerted and keeping them mobilized, those are things that go on year-round, every year. For all kinds of stuff. Absolutely. And no, I, mean, I mean, it's not just elections. This is no, all kinds of it's stuff. for all kinds of things that are happening. Listen, when the disaster strikes your community, it's time to mobilize and alert people to what's going on in a community. And we've seen that happen time and again, where the uh, the CIT, the Community Impact Team, were the first ones there to help in a disaster relief effort that might be taking place in a community. So there's all kind of ways that you minister in the community. But indeed, election time it's important because we've got people now that are looking at school board, they're looking at county commission races, they're looking at state legislative races. Listen, we look at all of these things that have happened nationally, and all of us are, listen, in many ways heartbroken and concerned for what we have seen take place. But as you've said time and again, it is now a time to roll up our sleeves, go to work, and realize all politics is local, for that matter. And we've got to realize that if we can get engaged, find folks within our own community, within our own church, that are willing to run for office, that are willing to take that spot on the school board, that's the way we're going to really and truly change our community, one position, one leadership role at a time. And, and then we have to to be present in the community. I mean, you've seen this both as a pastor uh, as the uh, the pastor of First Baptist Church in Charlotte, North Carolina, but you've seen it outside the church, you know whether it's uh, an issue coming up before the school board or the city council, you know, the the church and and by extension here the using the community impact teams, they're really the conscience of the community, keeping an alert, and then advising and warning the the concerned citizens what's happening to mobilize them so they can turn out and make a difference in these policies. That's exactly right. Because if, listen, those folks that are elected to those positions in November have to have someone that's going to keep them accountable, somebody that's going to report back. Because folks go on with their day-to-day life. I mean, there right. are sports activities to attend for your children. There's PTA groups to go to. There's different activities at church and, and in the community that families are involved in. So how can people find out more about the Community Impact Teams? Let me urge them to go to the website, communityimpact.frc.org. If they'll go to the toolbar, it'll give them a place where they can click on resources and there'll be a number of resources there one of them are the training videos and we've got a whole set there they can be involved with all right folks if you missed that just go to tonyperkins.com we'll have a link for you there dr mark harris thanks so much for joining us always a pleasure to be with you thank you all right coming up next peter spriggs senior fellow for policy studies here at the family research council takes a look at the executive order by joe biden today that overturns the trump policy on transgenderism in the military. That's next. Don't go away. Get a trusted perspective on the news of the day every day. Listen to Washington Watch with Tony Perkins to get honest and in-depth commentary on what's going on in our nation's capital and around the world. Join Family Research Council President Tony Perkins live every weekday on over 800 radio stations across the country. Or listen to the show when it works for you by visiting TonyPerkins.com. On the show, you'll hear from guests like Ben Carson, Senator Josh Hawley, Representative Vicki Hartzler, Molly Hemingway, Pastor Jack Hibbs, Dana Lash, Sissy Graham Lynch, Pastor John MacArthur, Eric Metaxas, Albert Moeller, and more. 
Tony is joined by leading political figures, pastors, and policy and culture experts who will inspire you to be engaged and informed on the important issues facing America. For a Christian perspective on the news of the day, tune in to Washington Watch with Tony Perkins at TonyPerkins.com. Ever since the Supreme Court handed down its infamous Roe v. Wade decision in 1973 that legalized abortion nationwide, a national debate has raged over whether the government should fund abortion. In 1976, Congress banned taxpayer funding of abortion and Medicaid by passing the Hyde Amendment. Several states have followed suit, passing their own restrictions on abortion funding. However, because government funding is a complex system of joint federal and state programs, completely banning taxpayer funding for abortions and abortion businesses like Planned Parenthood is challenging. There is still much work to be done to free the American taxpayer from funding the horrific practice of abortion. Family Research Council's new publication clearly explains the Hyde Amendment and why we need to keep it in order to save taxpayers from being forced to fund abortion. Access this important information by visiting frc.org Hyde. What's on your daily or weekly reading list? Are you looking for honest and informative commentary from fellow believers on the current issues facing our culture? Family Research Council has just the thing. Check out FRC's blog at frcblog.com. The content on our blog is written by our policy experts as well as outside contributors. On our blog, you can read about a wide variety of topics, including religious liberty, life, marriage, family, sexuality, public policy, and the culture. Read up on some of our latest titles like Four Disturbing Trends in Religious Freedom Worldwide, Legitimizing Looting Jeopardizes Liberty for All, The Media Still Doesn't Get It, Conservatives Tend to Vote Conservatives, and more. At Family Research Council, our mission is to advance faith, family, and freedom in the culture by helping you live out your faith and to stand for truth. Our blog is here to help you do that. Stay informed and get the resources you need at frcblog.com. You are listening to Washington Watch. I'm your host, Tony Perkins. We're coming to you from uh, Washington, D.C., down here in our nation's capital. At least it, uh, tell you what, it's a little bit back to normal. No more tanks in the streets, but uh, still concerning how the left is exploiting uh, what took place a couple of weeks ago. All right, I want to turn now to uh, one of the executive orders that, was implemented today, or it was uh, released today, President Biden signing it earlier today that reversed a policy from the Trump administration, something that we were actually very much involved in, uh, that took a an 11th hour order by the uh, Obama administration, kind of a last minute out the door, allowing transgenderism in the military President Trump came in, ordered a review of this by Secretary Mattis. They did a study, came out to the conclusion it was incompatible with military service, and so the ban went into place. Today, uh, President Biden reversing that decision. Here to talk about it, FRC Senior Fellow for Policy Studies, Peter Sprigg. Peter, welcome to the program. Thank you, Tony. So today in his order, he said that uh, the... uh, the uh, brand the, corporation? Yeah, the, this this was based on uh, the science. Yes. Um, well, President Biden cited a meticulous comprehensive study in 2016, uh, but um, he, uh, uh, which is a reference to the Rand Corporation study, but that was a, uh, a speculative study, basically, that was done before uh, you know, we had any experience with transgender people serving openly in the military. The um, the policy that came out under the Trump administration, the final policy in, in uh, March of 2018, I believe it was, uh, had actual data from the service members who underwent this process uh, under the Obama policy. And so it's really much more solid data than what we had from the Rand Corporation. So just so people are clear, there were, there, people were grandfathered in who had been let in under the Obama policy when it was changed by Trump 
uh, it, they were allowed to stay in, but they were the, the subject of the, the study. They looked at what it cost, how it impacted military readiness. And so what General Mattis or Secretary Mattis presented to the president, which he based his decision on, was based on the evidence, not speculation. Is that right. correct? That is correct. That is correct. So I thought the Democrats were the party of science and evidence. <laughs> exactly. Well, and they're just, uh, you know, he's jumping back. President Biden is jumping back to this 2016 Didn't study. mention Instead, the actual study based upon fact. Exactly right. Oh, surprise, surprise. <laughs> and the, uh, the it's interesting because the, the, the quote in the uh, executive order, um, the Biden executive order, said that the RAND study found transgenders in the military would have only a minimal impact on military readiness or health care costs. Well, uh, reading between the lines there, the reason they said that it would have a minimal impact is because there are so few, relatively few, transgender service members. So compared to the overall defense budget, uh, the impact is small. But relative to an individual service member, the impact is great. So uh, the health care costs for the transgender service members is th- are three times higher than for other service members. They are eight times more likely to attempt suicide and nine times more likely to uh, have mental health um, mental health visits, mental health treatment. I, I thought the purpose of our military was to fight and win wars. Exactly. Not not a program for people who want to change their sex to come in and get taxpayers to pay for it. Exactly. And, and, and that's a that's a real concern, especially that this will actually make the military a magnet for transgender people who can't afford their surgery um, otherwise. And, you know, w- one of the things, that, and I played this clip earlier. In fact, can, it's a short clip. Uh, uh, Bobby, can we play that clip again of Joe Biden from today? And what I'm doing is enabling all qualified Americans to serve their country in uniform and uh, essentially uh, restoring the situation that existed before with transgender personnel, if qualified in every other way, can serve their government in the United States military. Okay, I want to I key in on a word they used twice there, qualified. Um, these individuals are only qualified because they say they're qualified. It, this it, just like... Being overweight disqualifies you from service. Uh, having flat feet can disqualify you from service. Uh, having asthma can disqualify you from service. So w- what, what they're just saying, oh, these people are qualified. They're only qualified because they're saying they're qualified in this executive order. Right. And, in fact, um, it, it, you know, people talk about the Trump administration policy is discriminatory against transgender people. Actually, what President Biden is proposing is discriminating in favor of transgender people because other people whose um, genitalia have been mutilated are not eligible to serve in the military. Other people who are dependent on uh, continual hormone treatments for their lifetime are not eligible to serve in the military. It's only if you have those conditions because you're transgender that they're saying you're allowed to serve in the military. And this impacts a person's ability to to actually perform their duty if they're in the military. Well, that's right. Uh, ironically, the, the RAND study, although he cited the, the RAND study, um, it, it acknowledged that some of these surgical procedures have uh, make it would render a person non-deployable for 110, 120, 130 days, uh, and somebody else is going to have to, um, the taxpayers will have to pay somebody else to do that service member's job while they recuperate from this elective cosmetic surgery that they've uh, undertaken as a transgender person. So what's the rationale for this executive order? I would say it's political correctness. It's uh, It's pandering. To, uh, to the LGBT uh, movement because they were supportive of President Biden. Uh, one final question for you, uh, Peter Sprigg. When you look at the policy, the executive orders thus far that has come from Joe Biden, my take is that Joe Biden is more aggressive, more radical, if you will, on LGBTQ issues than even Barack Obama. I mean, this is the first thing out of the chute. Even before... Uh, repealing Mexico City, he's advancing this transgender agenda. 
Well, he said during the campaign that uh, the transgender issue is the civil rights issue of our time. So, um, you know, he, he signaled that that would be uh, the position that he would take. But, yeah, we, we, we thought that Barack Obama was bad when he took office in 2009. But um, uh, Joe Biden in 2021 is far to the left of Barack Obama. Wow. I, I'm sure there's more to come. <laughs> Peter Sprague, thanks so much for joining us today. Thank you. To find out more about uh, Peter Sprague's work, go to TonyPerkins.com, and you can follow the links over. He's got many publications on this topic, especially uh, some for parents as you uh, look at what's happening in your schools on this topic, because we talked about that last week with uh, efforts by the Biden administration to transgender our public school system. Parents, you need to be equipped with that, with information on how to identify it and to push back. And, And Peter and our policy team have information on that, go to TonyPerkins.com. All right, as we mentioned at the top of the program, um, you know, Joe Biden talking about unifying the country. Um, Reince Priebus saying that he's certainly unifying Republicans. But there is opportunity for Americans to be unified if we had the right leadership, because according to my next guest, there are some policy areas where both Democrats and Republicans are in agreement. Joining me now, Dr. George Barna. George, welcome back to the program. Hey, Tony. Good to be with you. Now, George, uh, doing some uh, work here, and I'm looking for my, uh, my notes. Hold on, let me pull them up here. At the Cultural Research Center at Arizona Christian you identified some policy areas where both Republican and Democrats show strong support for these initiatives. Yeah, we looked at a couple of dozen different potential policy prescriptions, and we found six where even a supermajority of people, regardless of whether they voted for Mr. Biden or Mr. Trump, agreed that those six areas would be good. They'd be things that they would back. They were things that everybody said, yeah, we need these things, and uh, we, we hope the president and his administration go for them. All right. Well, let's talk about it. What are they? Well, the first of those was increasing the number of manufacturing jobs in the United States. Uh, more than four out of five people, regardless of whether they voted for Trump or Biden, supported that. Uh, investing heavily in restoring the nation's infrastructure, again, more than four out of five Uh, We're supportive of that. Making Social Security and Medicare financially solvent, four out of five people, regardless of who they voted for. Uh, Reducing the federal government's debt. There you had more than three out of four people supporting that. Reducing federal income taxes for individuals, again, three out of four. And increasing school choice for parents, again, three out of four said that they were behind that. Well, um, I don't see any of those things on the horizon when it comes to the the present administration and the Democratic-controlled Congress. Yeah, and of course, it's interesting. When we looked at many of the things that the Biden administration has been talking about, what we discovered is that, by and large, those are things that will continue to divide the country. So really, I think we're in a situation here where if you're going to talk about the importance of national unity, if you're going to position yourself as a leader who's committed to bringing unity to the nation, you don't do it by bringing your own desires and trying to you know, kind of force people to accept those. What you do as a leader is you look at what is it that people say, yeah, we want these things. And we have to remember that these are individuals who are voted in by the people to represent them, not to jam other things down their throats, but to try to figure out, What is it that the people believe the nation needs to look like? What's going to be best for the nation? What are they going to be excited and passionate about and and willing to support? And so here we have a a series of things that make total sense for the country. But the question is, what kind of leadership are we going to get? Uh, George Barna, one, I find very – actually, I'm not surprised by it because even in my time in in office, I have found that – uh, parents want the best for their children, and they understand that education is a key building block for success, and our public school system is not delivering. It's too focused, well, like we were just talking about a minute ago, how this administration wants to focus on this radical transgender agenda, 
And something has to fall by the wayside. And I think what's been happening increasingly over the years is the core purpose of our educational system to educate our children. Those core curriculum items, not common core, but those core issues are falling to the wayside to make room for this radical agenda. So parents are saying, hey, give me a choice. Let me choose what's best for my children. Yeah, and a couple of things about school choice. I mean, one of those is remember that during the past year, because of the pandemic, uh, most children have not been able to go back to their school setting. And so parents have had a much bigger role in the educating of their children. And as they've been involved in that, sometimes working with teachers in the public schools or other schools, they've discovered exactly what it is that's happening with their children in the classroom. And so we've got more and more parents now who are saying, whoa, I didn't know this is what's happening. I want to take greater control over the education of my children as a result of now having greater insight into what's really taking place. And, of course, the other thing is that when you talk about choice, that fits with the worldview of Americans today, where they say that I want you to give me a menu. I don't want you making the choices for me. If I'm responsible for the outcomes as the parent, I want to be the one making the choices. Yeah, as you said, this one, uh, three out of four parents, 73% of uh, Americans want to give parents more choices in uh, the education of their children, 75% of Trump supporters and 72% of Biden backers uh, want to see school choice. But history will tell, would tell us that Republicans will readily embrace school choice, but not the Democrats because it puts them in uh, conflict with one of their key support bases, and that is the educational lobby. Yeah, I mean, unions are a big part of, of their support base, so certainly they don't want to give that up. Uh, you know, and schools, of course, you look over the years at leaders of totalitarian regimes, and they've always said, you give me the children for a few years, and I'll be able to rule for a long time. And so they use the schools, they kind of weaponize schools as a mechanism for making sure that they retain power. It's not in the best interests of the people, but it is in their own best interests. Yeah, uh, so true. And I think we're seeing the same thing in, in this country to a large degree. George Barna, thanks so much for joining us. We're going to get you back on here in uh, the next week or so. We want to talk about uh, biblical worldview, some exciting things happening here at FRC uh, with your involvement. We're going to talk more about that in the coming days. So thanks for joining us today. Thank you, Tony. George Barna, who is also a senior fellow here at uh, at FRC. We're going to be uh, doing some exciting things on Worldview that you're going to know about. So uh, that's coming up in the not-too-distant future. But let me put another plant another bug in your ear, folks, parents, grandparents, I'm telling you, watch what is happening in public education. It's been bad, but it is only getting worse. Um, it is going to move fast. You need to know what your children are being taught. Some of you need to be running for school boards. Uh, you need to be defending the children against this onslaught that is coming. It's already there, but it's only going to get worse. All right, check out the website, TonyPerkins.com. Until next time. I leave you with this, the encouraging words of the Apostle Paul, where he says, when you've done everything you can do, when you've prayed, prepared, and taken your stand, by all means, keep standing. Washington Watch with Tony Perkins is brought to you by Family Research Council and is entirely listener-supported. Portions of the show discussing candidates are brought to you by Family Research Council Action. For more information on anything you've heard today or to find out how you can partner with us in our ongoing efforts to promote faith, family, and freedom, visit TonyPerkins.com. Also, to leave a comment about Washington Watch, call our watch line at 1-866-372-7234. That's 1-866-372-7234.